talking about honky as a racial slur, <clears throat> which is like a really great racial slur for white people. And honky. also a really hilarious thing to actually get offended by. Yeah, because like yeah. If, if you're white, just stop honking so much. <laughs> just walking around, going into places, and honk. Uh, yeah, is it like you're a goose or something? I think it's because white people honk a lot. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. They really do. And they, they do the... No, like white, like whitey is honky. Like white people just go around honking everywhere. There's a bunch of honkers. I don't know if I can say it with the ER on the end. <laughs> did, you, did you actually look up like the history of the word? No, we were just walking okay. in the, the microwave heat. He asked if it was something he was allowed to say. Does what? it have something to do with honky-tonk? Perhaps. Ooh, like a honky-tonker? That's an interesting theory. I feel like there's some correlation. Well, Dana, I can tell you this. I did a lot of research this week, and it wasn't on the word. Who's God. at the door? Ah, who's at the door? God. I don't know. Oh, the mystery guest? Ooh. No. Hello. Oh, mail time. Holy Thank shit. Thank you very much. Exciting things are happening. Thanks. Uh, that's your pop filter. Yeah, did you get the pop filter for the podcast? <laughs> yes. That's on so exciting. On the air. <laughs> and it's got a boom arm. Oh, fuck yeah. We just became professional. Kinkcast is now a real life podcast. Wait, a boom arm? Before your very eyes, ears. Yes. Um, so let's do introductions. I'm Tommy. That's all you need to know about me. Uh, <laughs> there'll be some interesting discussions on my past today because I'll be able to give some personal sides on shades shades the raccoon nice uh but who are you i'm sarah i was not here last week and i have never played a sonic the hedgehog game in my it's life all right, they're bad. Okay. but you bought condoms this week i did i bought condoms for this show and i don't even use condoms more on that not because i don't use condoms but i don't have sex <laughs> with penises okay moving away from that that's a solid sarah introduction <laughs> Were they Sonic condoms? <laughs> no, they were just regular Why condoms. Why did you buy them for the podcast? For the logo. I'm supposed to be making a logo. Uh, very cool. Okay, so it's research. Yes. It's every, yeah, it's yeah, research. put on research. our research, research. budget. Because uh, anybody who looks at my search history, I'm just that's going to be my excuse, too, is like, yeah. um, this is just research. Yeah, like, who the hell's Never mind. <laughs> See, I, I was at work today and I sent my boss a bunch of pictures and I had to like very carefully select the pictures of the flooring versus the pictures of Shadow the Hedgehog as a toilet or Sonic <laughs> the Hedgehog getting fucked by Eggman. Yeah, I think <gasps> I, found an Eggman? Oh I my was, gosh, we're gonna have to get I was spitballing. That. I think I might be thinking of a different musician, but there is a very famous musician that uh, got caught with kitty porn on his computer and he said it was because he was trying to catch them. I mean. <sighs> He was on some to catch a predator vigilante type shit. As, that's what he claimed. Yeah, but a lot of people on to catch a predator said they were like doing research, trying to save. That's kids. that's what he claimed. He's it's like, oh no, I'm very famous. Some typical. I was bullshit. trying to save the children. <laughs> Who are you, by the way? I'm Chris. Hi, Chris. How's your day been? You were stuck in traffic. Yeah, for a long time. Now you're eating Cheetos. You're looking cute. It's good to see you. Oh, thank you, Dana. <laughs> you're also looking cute. Sarah, you're looking cute. I just didn't oh, say thanks, it. Thanks, Tommy. That's all right. Um. Yes, Tommy, I'm Dana, and uh, thrilled to be talking about. Sonic the Hedgehog today, although I was a little bit surprised when that was the topic of the day today. I uh, I was I was like concerned about the, the sake of my childhood. You know, um, if, if we just did BDSM and foot fetishes, we would have ten episodes and we'd be done. Right. Sex is expansive and it goes to some very different and uh, debatably odd places. So I figure why not start in outer space before we work our way back to the Earth? I feel like this is just scratching the surface. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, with that said, before we get too far into the 
Erotic Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog and Friends. Uh, we got to put in our disclaimer real quick. I have it written down. I'm bad at reading things aloud, as you know, but I'll go through it real quick. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Sarah, read the golden rule and then read the opening disclaimer. He's making her read because he's illiterate. I'm very illiterate, but I wrote it somehow. <laughs> it's a miracle. Well, I don't have my glasses, so we'll see how this goes. The golden rule is that we will never generalize a community or encourage self-hatred, but we keep it fun. We do keep it fun. And our disclaimer is that we will make fun of anybody and everybody, but we're not out to shame anyone. If you feel intense shame over your own sexual thoughts, you should consider therapy. Sometimes in this show, we will express disgust with the content of a fetish, but that doesn't mean we think any less of a person who has one. As long as you respect the consent of others and respect the age of consent, no one should think any less of themselves or another person because of their sexual interest or sexual past. And I wish I had proofread this before I read it. Oh, because you disagree. Because I, I just don't think I will ever express disgust with the content of a fetish. So I mentioned earlier there is a, there is a picture of Shadow being morphed into Sonic and Sonic's mouth is a toilet bowl. I think that elicits a very visceral response, but I don't know that it's disgust necessarily. I I'm not Confusion? saying Well, as the disclaimer states, I don't think any less of the person who made it for having those of sexual course. thoughts. But personally, if I walked into a bathroom... I would describe my feelings toward that picture as disgusting. If I walked into a bathroom to just use the toilet, the loo, as the Brits call it, and I saw an anthropomorphic hedgehog man morphed into another anthropomorphic hedgehog man, and and his mouth was a toilet. Yeah. Okay, well, when you put it that way... I'd be disgusted. I I was more like, what does this mean? If it's it, yeah, it's like off of Lost, like the yeah. polar bear. Yeah, if yeah. it was if it was human beings transformed into that, it would be like a whole uh, body horror movie, like or a really impressive game of charades. It's like looking at Jackson Pollock like art pieces. You're like, what what feeling was the artist trying to elicit in me? And I can't figure it out on that one. That one leaves me a little bit dumbfounded because I have no idea how I feel about it. Other than I'm not sure what I'm supposed to feel. Art is open to interpretation and because a ton of uh, sonic erotic stuff is just mocking the community itself, there's a very real chance that the picture of Sonic as a toilet was made as an attack. In jest, yeah. Yeah, in Mm -hmm. jest to say, like, how ridiculous can this get? Mm -hmm. But to finish... You left off the last line. No, I read it. Oh, that's... You don't allow it. It's, it's a whole paragraph. We are sex positive. Sex is fun and to be enjoyed. We are anti-creep and openly scold people who attempt to force their sexuality onto others. Well, I agree with all that. Thank you, sir. Well, that brings us to our very first topic. What is it? Well, should we delve into <clears throat> Sonic? Like what Sonic the Hedgehog is first? Yes. In case yeah. some people might not know. Yeah, he, like he's me. not exactly the biggest thing of all time. Yeah, uh, I you know I he's a childhood um, friend, you know, friend cartoon. <laughs> to yeah. many, he is a friend. He is a friend. Like you know, he's a video game. He's a comic book. Golly, there's a cartoon series for a long time. Um, he's been around for a long time. I know. I whenever I was a kid, I had two plushies. One of them was Tails, and one was Sonic. And I was like, these now now I know other reasons for having plushies, but like um, I was just I don't know. It's it's like a childhood video game that you play and you become familiar with the characters and the villains and um, I don't know. But Sonic is a blue hedgehog who goes fast. Yes. Oh, <laughs> that is what Sonic is. Uh, besides just the metaphorical. Who is Sonic to you? <laughs> Sonic, literally. Sorry, I got so personal there. N- Nintendo is making a ton of money off of this plumber who saved a pink princess. Yes. Who was never cool. Yeah. 
And that's why he's timeless, because he's never cool. And Where Sega was like, let's make Sonic, and he's going to have attitude, yeah. and he's going to like chili dogs, and he's going to be cool. So, and then, you know, Sonic. He has, he has the rock on hands a lot. <clears throat> no, I thought he had the peace sign. Yeah, time. he also does he's that. He's doing too. the peace sign. So, like, the idea was you go to the arcade, and you see Super Mario, and he's this lame fat man who looks like Bob Hoskins. And then the other <laughs> option is this, like, sly, slick... Attitude ridden motherfucker and his game color and speed. And so, I mean, it established itself in the video game community and then um, it lost steam as far as mechanics go. And well, they're not revered games anymore. I mean, I mean Sonic the Hedgehog is nowhere near the market value of Mario anymore. Even though they are making a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Are they are? What? Yes, they are. Who's going to okay. play him? Uh, Bob Hoskins, I think. <laughs> Just going to collect all of them. He's working on that Crash Bandicoot passion project for years. He's just looking for funding. Uh, did you grow up with Sonic? I did not like Sonic. You did not like Sonic? I grew up with Sonic. I I did not like... I, I look back now and I'm like, I never enjoyed any of the games. I, oh, man. So I am... Much. Yeah, I'm of the stance that... There's never actually been a Sonic, a good Sonic game. Visually, they're dynamic and they're epileptic and they capture your attention. They're super ADHD. And that's why they were like capturing a generation is because they're colorful, they're bright, they move fast. They had a faster engine. I think, I, and I didn't research this at all because I didn't look a lot into the history of Sonic the Hedgehog. I looked into other things. But I think those arcade games, Sega developed a new engine that could allow a game to run faster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was really the selling point is that this arcade game moved fucking fast. And that the ended problem, up the Sega Genesis. Yeah, yes. and the problem is that the game moves so fast that it usually... you. It plays itself for most of the level. Mm-hmm. So to transition in, one Sonic the Hedgehog, Sega lost its edge as far as mechanics went, and Sonic games continued, and as the 90s rolled around, games started to have more of a plot. We started seeing 3D games. We started seeing games with entire um, animated sequences with the characters. The characters were given voice actors. Mythos was built into the story, and out of that mythos, sexuality was born. So, Dana, it looks like you looked into the the differences there. What is Sonic Erotica? Yeah, um, Sonic Erotica is basically any kind of fan fiction, pornography, um, uh, deviant art uh, images, things like that, that basically contains some form of uh, sexualized character from the Sonic the Hedgehog universe. Um, but this is not to be confused with Sonic Erotica, um, two words. There are two words, Sonic Erotica and there's Sonicrotica, which is what we're talking about. But Sonic Erotica um, is is a whole different thing. Um, it's like porn, but with just sound. So, um, hmm, oh, yeah. it's porn for uh, blind people. Yes, exactly. With people doing impersonations of the characters? No, 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 no. It has oh, nothing Sonic to do with Sonic. Sonic as in no, sound. Sound. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> fuck me. Because I kept okay. searching I kept searching to do research for this, and I was like, Sonic Erotica, why can't I find anything about this? Why is it all audio clips of people going, ah? Uh, like, I couldn't, I couldn't come up with why this wasn't what I was looking for, and then I figured it out. Oh, it's because it's, it's like porn for blind people. Actually. 
actually kind of Salisbury badass. Is, Sonic it's really, erotica. It's really cool. I was really impressed, and we're going to have to do a show on that, too. Well, we'll also need to do an episode so. on Sonic erotica, right. which yeah. is about the two Sonic guys from the Sonic commercials who eat the tater tots. Oh, man, I what? ship it. I ship it. Oh. Uh, they, those two, I said that in jest as a joke just now. I bet those two have been shipped. I, I bet. I, sh- I so. talk about that constantly. They're I my have favorite a whole couple. Well, for that, them. that is also what Rule 34 is. Yeah, if, but we'll get into that. If it exists. If it exists, there's porn of it. Well, though. I think there's no no better time to do this. Um, yeah, uh, per Rule 34, um, the, there really is erotica of everything, no matter how asexual it seems. Or, or how asexual it began right. <laughs> in this case. So um, I, I I think that pretty much sums up what sonic erotica is. Sonic I th- erotica. Sonic I think erotica. it's important. So you mentioned that it's a sexualization of these characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are two big parts of this. One is you get to create your own character. That is a huge part of being involved in the Sonic fandom, sexual or otherwise. Mm-hmm. And there's a game that you're supposed to play, which is you take your name and write the hedgehog, and you're guaranteed results. You are guaranteed results if you type in your name, the hedgehog. And I've done it before. There are eight or nine Tommy the Hedgehogs. I guarantee you there's a Dana the Hedgehog. Really? There's probably more Sarah the Hedgehogs oh, that sure. you could fill eight games <laughs> with. Um, so that's one. Hedgehogs, too. That's yeah. Chris is very common name. <laughs> It's one major part of the franchise, or part of the fandom. The other big part is these characters, which are very basic. They have one color to them, very basic personality traits. Do we want to go over some of those characters and what's done with them more often than not? Because in my research, it looked like certain characters, beyond Sonic himself, who's kind of put into everything, these different characters are put into different fetishes on their own. Like, I didn't see any Tails stuff. Tails is generally left oh, alone. I've seen a oh, few Tails. I saw yeah. a, quite a bit of Tails, oh, you actually. Saw a lot of tales? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for whoever doesn't know Sonic, let's go over some of the characters one by one and yeah. some of the stuff we saw them do this week. Yeah. Tails <laughs> is a uh, fox with two? two? He's got two okay. Tails. He flies, sure he flies around with them like a helicopter. Uh, he uh, He's Sonic's uh, right-hand man, his sidekick. Uh, and if you play the old Sonic games uh, and you plug a controller to the second slot, you can play as Tails, although you basically get left behind because the screen scrolls with Sonic yeah. and he goes fast. But he can fly. Yeah. and uh, a little helicopter yeah. fox. So Tails is a mechanic. He is a mechanic. And he is he, intelligent, yeah. He represents like shy intelligence. He's, yeah. he's kind of, he feels like a... Um, He's the man in the chair, as the fox character is wont to do yeah. in a lot of cases. And then, uh, Knuckles, uh, Tails is orange-yellow. He's yellow. He's uh, before you go on to Knuckles, what is some stuff we saw Sonic do? Uh, sorry, Tails do this week? Because I actually did not see any Tails porn. I didn't see porn, but I did read a fan fiction um, where he's like the shy new neighbor in Sonic's neighborhood. And after... Uh, Sonic has recently um, had had uh, a fling with his good friend. Uh, what is it? The um, Shadow. Are oh, Shadow. Yeah, um, Shadow's not his friend. Later on, oh, <laughs> uh, well, in this in this uh, in this fan fiction, uh, they were definitely friends. Um, anyways, Tail shows up and it's raining, and so Sonic lets him inside and gives him a hot beverage and a blowjob. So. Um, I have to say the majority of what I saw involving Tails was him being kind of invited in as, like, a third party because a lot of what I saw was, like, big orgies of, like, three, four different characters. When I saw a lot of times they were reimagined because there was this guiding point of them being video game characters and you saw stuff happening to them sexually as video game characters. Mm -hmm. But then you transition to these entire stories where Sonic and Shadow 
are human beings who live in a flat in London, mm-hmm. and Shadow's a student, and Sonic is a fucking That's professor. Yeah. yeah, like they're human beings <clears throat> that just happen to be hedgehogs who live in our world because mm-hmm. they fit into these archetypes. Well, that's also kind of what Sega did for like the Sonic games when they're trying to make them like next gen is like Sonic and his animal friends live in exist our world. in a human world. Yeah. Uh, keep the characters going. You've got, uh, you got okay. Tails. Yeah, I saw Tails. Uh, yeah, I think he was she, he was having sex with uh, Princess Daisy. Yeah, they make a cute couple because they both have yellow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no idea what Daisy's personality is because Mario characters—they never made the mistake uh, of giving them dialogue. She's the yeah. uh, brunette Peach. Oh, so she's just Peach but brunette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all she is. Just like Luigi is just Mario except green. Yeah. Yeah, Green Mario. They they never made that mistake of giving them a bunch of words. <laughs> you second, you second, you put words in those people's mouths, and you just get the blowjobs and the inflation and the more on inflation. Knuckles, Knuckles the Echidna. <coughs> yeah, anyone want to take Knuckles? Go for it. Knuckles is red, and he is teen angst. He is tough. Yeah, he is. Uh, in the video games, they play hip hop music over him, and yeah. the raps. That hippity hippity hop. And uh, recently, he's become the uh, dumb brute. Oh, and the new Sonic that everyone's upset about. Originally, he was fast like Sonic, and he was eh, kind of an antagonist, but not really, just more like a rival. I think I, I remember, as far as the games being technically superior to Mario games. The last good one, I think, was Sonic and Knuckles, where Knuckles was introduced as an antagonist. Oh, so you mean Sonic Two and Knuckles? I don't know. I, I did. It's got a stupid name. Sonic, Sonic 2, two and, and, and Knuckles? Yeah. Like Sonic 2 and Knuckles 1? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> right. But, uh, sure. yeah, uh, he was kind of angsty. He's the anti-Sonic, and then it's like, oh, we're actually friends, and he's an echidna. He always remind is. me of uh, Riddick. They've got a two-pronged penis, though. I don't know if that's represented in much of the... Well, I did hear about that. But the, yeah. they're represented. They have human um, genitalia, mm-hmm. and all. And did anyone see any instance of biologically correct sex this week? Because in all time, in every single t- encounter I had, they had human genitalia, mm-hmm. human breasts, human penises, human vaginas. Well, yeah, they're all anthropomorphic. Like yeah, mm-hmm. isn't a hedgehog sex like generally very slow and careful because they're all spiky? Porcupines. <laughs> or hedgehogs. Sure. Hedgehogs aren't porcupines. They're spiky. Well, they're spiky, but those spikes don't hurt. Yeah, they do. I felt a hedgehog. Still, they hurt if you're like grinding up against yeah. them. Probably. If you were fucking a hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. If you're fucking a hedgehog, you're probably. Well, I've never we'll fucked a hedgehog, we'll Chris. That. Dana. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I uh, the meat and potatoes. Okay. Of this franchise, uh, sexually, is Shadow. Will you yeah. give me some insight into Shadow the Hedgehog? Uh, Do you know who Shadow is? Yeah, well, I mean, I I have read a lot. I I would rather somebody else actually talk about the uh, the actual like initial type of critter Character? he is. Yeah, what? Sarah. I, what do you expect? Did me to no know? one? I mean, you take one look at. I him. got this. He's got black hair with red streaks. Yeah, he's in all it. black and spooky. And he always yeah. looks mean. He's also the angsty version of Sonic because yeah. the only bad guys they can come up for Sonic to face. Is the evil version of himself. That's Marvel movies too. <laughs> yeah. So He's there's the Knuckles, then there's a Mecha Sonic or Metal Sonic or whatever who was created by Eggman, and then there's Shadow, who's like a weird alien kind of thing. There's two Robot Sonics. There's Mecha Sonic and Metal Sonic. Mm-hmm. There's two of them. There were two. Yeah, there's yeah. two of them. But uh, Shadow is the uh, like weird alien 
the Hedgehog. No, he's a clone. I played Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Yeah, but did you play Shadow the Hedgehog? Yes, I did. It was Where he edgy. is an alien. He's an alien? Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Shadow the Hedgehog is an alien. Whatever. Shadow is the bad boy. He's Edward Cullen. Usually, I, I saw him involved in a lot of blood play, a lot of strangulation. Holy shit. Vor. Yeah, a lot, a lot of horror. Yeah, uh, so Shadow's just evil Sonic, who turns out he's not evil because it's a Sonic game, and people who go fast aren't evil. And there's a feminine equivalent to Shadow, who is Rouge the Bat. Yeah, but and she's more the feminine equivalent to Knuckles. She is the subject sure. of a lot of Sonic Rotica. Well, I think she's where a lot of people got their first boner to Sonic the Hedgehog mm-hmm. because she wears. Have you seen like the official drawings of her that appear in the games? No, she I don't is think tits so. out. Well, she's got a giant Amy. hardcore set. Amy wears plain clothes. Yeah, but she's also like oh, like the innocent. Sure, kind of. right. she's the Betty to Rouge's Veronica. Very nice. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Sarah. What? Please tell me you saw Amy Rose doing what I saw Amy Rose doing this week. I'm not sure what what you're I, referring to. You might have been the one that spent the most time on DeviantArt. I spent a lot of time on DeviantArt. I felt like I was losing my goddamn brain. There's nothing yeah. wrong with what they're doing. But to me, from my perspective, not being able to find any of this sexually attractive, it kind of felt like a nightmare. But that's neither here nor there. I'm still sex positive. I, I'm going to bring this back to something positive. I will. Just give me time. Give me time. Amy is central to inflation porn. Oh, yes. Which, from we actually remember we went on a vacation once, me and some buddies, and we went really deep into DeviantArt just to kind of like have a laugh. Mm-hmm. And the scene from Willy Wonka, no, the scene from, yeah, the scene from Willy oh, yeah, Wonka and the Chocolate Wonka Factory, where she eats the blueberries and she expands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the scene from Space Jam, where Newman from Seinfeld has a pump put in him and he blows up. Mm-hmm. People eat that shit up. Inflation mm-hmm. fetish is huge. And the crown jewel of the inflation fetish is Looney Tunes and Sonic characters. And above that, Amy is the queen. I can see Looney Tunes because that seems to happen a lot in Looney Tunes kind of thing. Sonic, I don't remember any inflation. There are. Dig Dug, maybe? but A lot of inflation, Wait, okay. a lot of pregnancy. Yeah. That was another theme yeah. I saw vor. a lot. But not like the cannibalism vor. Vor is vorphilia, I think. But which is the, which is the term for cannibalism? But right, just with like minimal bloodshed. It's kind of more of eating someone all in sexually, one bite. Yeah, I sexually think. eating. It's so vor is a, is, a, is a misnomer because that's the word for cannibalism. I'm going to take you home, cook you, and eat you like your meat. The vor in this kind of cartoon universe is to consume someone. I think it, it in a way it represents a fear of penetration, but the idea of having someone inside of you. So it's you eat someone in one bite and they're in your stomach. And so they're like curled up in a little ball, almost like a like a, like a, a, a child or like mm-hmm. a fetus, even though they're full size. And so the person just the character, let's just say Amy. Amy just ate Sonic, so Amy is like really fat because she has Sonic inside of her. And then Sonic is poorly drawn and inside of her, and he's like, "Ah, oh, how did I get in this tight space?" And that brings us to um, Sonic Dream Collection, which was the fake video game that was made a few years ago where a, a plot of one of the segments of the video game is literally you being birthed out of Amy. Is yeah. it Amy? Uh, Amy's the pink one. I didn't think it was... Was it Amy? I don't remember who I it was. I don't remember who it was. But uh, it is like... It, it starts off kind of like, oh, this looks like a lost like dev or like developer demo for mm-hmm. a game and then it just quickly turns into a fever dream where you're just like oh this is someone's practical joke from like uh what's it called uh 
like Fortan or something. Is it mm-hmm. a side scroller like with sprites? No, it's a 3D. Oh, so it looks like Sonic Adventure. Yeah, except like all sexual. Not no. sexual. Most of it's not sexual. Most of it is just like a fever dream yeah. that someone had of Sonic where you'll play through a level and then it'll be like you're in first person and you look over and you've been watching TV of you playing a level and there's Sonic right beside you and then he like leans over and starts giving you a blowjob or something. You just said it wasn't sexual. A lot of well, it's not sexual. It, like it, it weirdly takes turns in every possible yeah. direction. So all of a sudden you're like uh, like a human being that's sprinting, but you look kind of like a like anthropomorphic mashup of <laughs> yeah, a human like someone... and a hedgehog. And then the next moment you are literally coming out of Sonic's rectum, like looking around you at his insides. And then there's a point where you are a weird like textured human with like sonic skin on you running from Eggman who is stretching his neck out and he's in a nest and he's trying to catch you trying to encourage you, you to fuck to play sonic this game? i watched a lot of playthroughs it is i got to try this out yeah no like anything sexual in it is not because it is inherently sexual it's because it's just like turning everything on its head yes. every time you're about to get comfortable it's like now time to make it weird they're looking for shock value in every possible way that they can oh so wow. this wasn't made for like the sonic community this was kind of made again in jest i, I don't know i think it might have been to... made for the sonic community it's a very thin line because a lot of my research would t- there's that list that we all found that was uh, the 20 weirdest sonic fan fetish shit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to say almost half of it felt like it was someone making fun of people who uh, sexualize Sonic the Hedgehog. It, it kind of comes off that way, right? You get that sense. But some of this stuff, like, you can tell people put a lot of work into it, yes. too. So there's, like, almost like a labor of love there as well. There needs to be, like, a, a Rule 34 subsection B, which is that <laughs> if something is sexualized... It's just authenticity. People will mock that it's been sexualized mm-hmm. and create content that sexualizes it to demonize the fact that it's been sexualized. Right. It's very confusing. Mm-hmm. Uh, next topic. It's a vicious cycle. What do you guys think comes from on a psychological standpoint that you are... We left off so many Sonic characters. Oh, you fucking... There's Biggs the Cat. There's no Eggman. I, I, Big I was, the Cat's yeah. cool. No one's jacking off to Big the Cat. Yeah, that's because <laughs> Big the Cat's probably too laid back. I was really concerned All about All he wants Egg- to do is fish. I was really concerned about Eggman, or Dr. Robotica. Uh, Robotnik. Robotnik. Sorry. Robotica. <laughs> what did don't, don't come I'm at sorry. me. <laughs> Forgetting your so- Next thing you're going to forget my original character, all no, right? No, no, I wrote all this down. Um... But no, I was really concerned because I was like, okay, I'll be willing to look at the deviant art that you know exists for for this Sonicrotica until I find something of, of Eggman because I really um, uh, I don't know if I can handle that. Like, <laughs> and then I found some fan fiction which was absolutely phenomenal in which he was built a robotic penis um, that is like harder and faster than any penis he's ever had before. I'm surprised there's um, not like Sonic erotica of Eggman building Metal Sonic to have sex with Metal Sonic because he wants to have sex with Sonic. There's not a lot of sexualization of robots. That was something I never saw a single time. Is In I, Sonic? Because there's a lot of sexualization yeah, of robots. I think those are fetishes that just don't really cross over that, that much. Probably because of the type of people that you find are into Sonic the Hedgehog and the type of people that you find are into robots. Yeah, I, I, I what, just... What's so cool, though, is that this really does combine several different elements here. Because it's, I mean, the it, it the fan base combines video games, animes, and furry kind of communities mm-hmm. all at once. Um, so it kind of does 
operate in a lot of different realms, but maybe robot, robot, you know. Maybe that one got left off for some reason. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. No. Look at my notes. Take your notes. <laughs> I, I, I want to save this for later, but my my grand scheme was that there's something very basic and very hollow about the Sonic franchise. Characters kind of wear their personalities. Mm-hmm. on their skin literally you can take one look at a character and see what they represent mm-hmm. you don't have to know who Shadow the Hedgehog is but looking at a picture oh he's, he's angst he's spooky looking Knuckles <laughs> is strength Sonic yeah. is charm Tails is, is shy yeah, and it's all broad strokes it, it's right. all broad strokes and so what I've kind of developed the theory of and I found a Reddit post I was going to read but it's it was too offensive. It used a, a lot of R words that I don't like to say. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I would assume that people with, like, uh, yes, Asperger's. I'll, I'll go and say, yes, Sonic the Hedgehog is very popular with folks with autism. Who because, have trouble recognizing emotions. Yes, yeah. because, as I said uh, on the walk here, Sonic characters are basically emotion cards. They, they might as well be a picture of a man smiling says happy. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's very direct. And... My idea for that is there's something sexual about the way the characters were designed unintentionally, and because of the broad strokes their personalities are painted with, they are the building blocks of fetishes. Well, that's one of the things I would like to know is when did, like, the fetish community start growing around Sonic? Did it happen during the 2D phase? I don't think so. I think it happened when they were introduced as being part of a human world. I think it came with Sonic Adventure, which is the first game that took place, quote-unquote, in our world. It had the 3D models. It had the new designs. And the Sonic Sonic game for the 360, like, the, like, princess that he's rescuing is, like, a Final Fantasy princess. Like... But that's 2006. But that's also, like, it's, like, highly detailed, and it's, like, he's supposed to be, like, saving her, and it's kind of, like, pairing them up as, like, a romantic kind of thing. So. She's human. She's entirely human. Well, she's like, yeah, she's like Final Fantasy like style. But if I could take back the point ball, which is mine, because I was on my magnum opus. Uh, yeah, this is your magnum opus. Yeah, this is my magnum opus. Discovering why people jack off to Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, yeah, they're the building blocks of fetishes. Is you have these very basic characters, and because the stories are not satisfying stories, there's never been a well written Sonic, but the characters are so clear that you as a fan have this responsibility to take those blocks and build something with it and a lot of times some of the times it becomes sexual well that's that's also that's why i'm curious about when the community started growing because did like is this essentially sega's doing unintentional is it they're doing by setting it in the human world I think it coincided with um, a lot of the fetishes that sprung up in the early 90s. The, it it could just also be people who are aging into that, like no, going I, I through think puberty. It, I think it's very much people who are five years older than me and people who are five years younger than me. And now a lot of teenagers and kids now. Because the, the bulk of the community, uh, there are some people who are my age who got stranded in it. But I think most of these people are 11, 12, 13. Yeah, and, and, and up to 15. Um, I know I read a lot of... Uh, um, Reddit posts, but also FetLife posts um, about like how a lot of the art that has been created is um, propagated and, and drawn by teens. Um, and this is, again, because it's so easy to understand the emotions that each one of these characters kind of, um, you know, explores. It allows, you know, people that are not maybe able to communicate their feelings very well 
people tend to lean toward toward like drawing pictures instead of expressing themselves through words. Um, and so a lot of people who who feel that way are find that Sonic is really easy to draw and therefore an opportunity to explore safely the taboo nature of their budding sexualities as teenagers, um, as young teens, you know, and even up to like 15. Uh, one story I read was a self-discovery by a, a 15-year-old who was finding himself attracted to Sonic characters and wondered if that meant that he was also uh, a furry. Uh, and he was really concerned about being a, labeled a furry, even though he was just into Sonic characters. And I was going to ask y'all's opinion on that. I don't know. Where does the line get drawn? Well, I, I think that Sonic stuff is... Um, a lot of times it's used as a mask to discover other ideas about your own identity. And I don't think it necessarily has to be furry stuff. Because mm-hmm. you could have people who discover they're furry through Sonic, but you have plenty of other people figuring out that they have homosexual urges mm-hmm. because they're attracted to a certain male archetype, and they didn't know that before. You have people discovering that they're into... God, I don't know. They're interested in buttholes because there's a lot of weird stuff happened to buttholes in Amy Rose in a picture that they're seeing. Um, they suddenly like toilets. Yeah, they suddenly are really into the <laughs> idea of being two men combined into one toilet mm-hmm. um, that a fat man uses. I think that furry <laughs> is kind of a term that you have to claim for yourself. I think people's yeah. sexualities and preferences are all across the board, and to actually like pin yourself down just because of one of them, I think, is something you have to choose for yourself. And I also that think was- furry kind of necessitates an activity like you have to be taking part which is not necessarily sexual yeah Uh, Yeah. furry is just interest in mascot like costumes Mm -hmm. or role play as an animal human hybrid and like sonic it's just kind of evolved from there yes Mm -hmm. but there's also a real focus on the design because it's different i uh on deviant art there's a lot of people who make money off of creating people's characters Mm -hmm. um it's it's a huge community there are people who make Mm, decent money, I, I think. I, I don't have their economic profiles. But they'll take your stats and make your character for you, and they say, we won't do an appropriate material, we won't do um, anything remotely R-rated, and we won't do furries. Mm-hmm. Furries are different than Sonic the Hedgehog. Right, right. It's One is a mascot-type design, and one is a... I, I was talking about this on the walk here. Um, it's kind of a hentai-inspired design. Sonic the Hedgehog was designed with big eyes, mm-hmm. a little nose, very prominent mouth, small chin, and this giant expressive hair. And very mm-hmm. gendered. Very mm-hmm. gendered with these um, uh, clothing for women and then naked men with shoes right. that mm-hmm. highlight the fact they're naked. And then um, they have these, these tan tummies, mm-hmm. which make it look like they're kind of fully nude, except they're wearing some sort of bodysuit that exposes their, like torso and lower face. Mm-hmm. There's something weird about the flesh poking out from in them. Yeah, which which brings us to another point about all of the art that I thought was really interesting. Um, a lot of the Sonic characters that have been drawn have, have, in my opinion, seemingly oddly naturally human-esque anatomy, including flesh-toned sex parts, uh, excluding Metal Sonic, of course. Um, but I thought that was kind of strange. I was really hoping for a giant blue penis. <laughs> Um, and I didn't, I we didn't get that. Oh, you, yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. One or two. We did find a few, but oh. still. Uh, the bottom of her feet. If, oh. you want, if you want to bring that up, I, I think yeah. that's interesting. Okay, so this is a picture of Amy, right? Amy Rose. Yeah, and we're I, looking at her, and her, the bottom of her feet are flesh toned. Mm-hmm. And highly realistic compared to the mm-hmm. red. Like everything yeah. else is very cartoon, and the bottom of her feet are. Yeah, the, 
it's like a well done realistic. It's almost. a well done image of Amy Rose with and her hands feet. are pink and fur colored, like well, her hair also. But... She, she wears gloves. Right. She wears gloves like Bugs Bunny because it's easy to animate gloves. Yeah. Um, those gloves, which they're always wearing the gloves in every image I've seen, no matter how naked they are. Well, it's even because Sonic's shoes will come off, but not the gloves. Well, the the original animation reason for it is that when a hand passes over an animated character's body, their hand, if it's the same color as their body you won't be able to see it. Mm-hmm. So it ha- they all have white gloves on so that their hand you can see what their hands are doing. At least that's the original like reasoning behind Mickey Mouse having gloves. And now so, you can see what all their hands are doing. Yeah, and they're doing some things. <laughs> that's also why mall Santas wear white gloves. Or so you can see where their hands are in pictures. Well, it's really... Is that for real? Yeah, it yeah. is. That's, it's that's off topic, a real thing. but yeah, that is a real thing. It's a real thing. Oh. Um... But let's. Can we talk a little bit about like the roles that we're seeing? I mean, we've talked about the characters themselves. Can we talk a little bit about the roles? I was kind of impressed that um, um, Sonic was so often put into the role of a very submissive bottom um, in a lot of these scenarios. Not only in the fan fiction, but also in the art, also in the porn. Um, you know, also I've I've seen Sonic and uh, you know Tails as being gender bent, muscular, fat, and skinny, and coupled with every other character. It's, it's a way of uh, exploring your body, mm-hmm. and a big point is because these characters are so easy to draw, as you'll see them um, change shape. Right. Mm-hmm. It's funny you mentioned what you did. There was uh, one; it was in very broken English, mm-hmm. and. It, it was clearly made by either a small child or someone with a learning disability. Mm-hmm. Sorry to, to stare Or maybe an ESL person. Or maybe an mm-hmm. ESL person. But it was a picture of Amy Rose standing in front of five mirrors. And in each mirror, there was a different version of her. And in one, she was a strong woman. And in one, she was obese. And in one, she had a tiny head. And in one, she was pixelated. Oh, I'm sorry. Was this a story or a This picture? was someone's image. And oh, I'm sorry. They, they had a description underneath it, and they said, I think it's bullshit that in Sonic 08, when Amy went into the funhouse, they didn't have five versions of her on the wall. If I had made that game, there would have been five versions of her in each mirror. And it's this way of exploring a body mm-hmm. is how these different versions big fat skinny yeah. more humanoid less humanoid right i'm reimagined as different franchises there was and i think that oh go ahead. i was just going to say i think that might also come back to what we were saying about this being um kids ways of exploring their bodies and their sexualities because it, it it's a way uh, of them kind of putting characters that they maybe admire or consider, like you said earlier, to be friends in body types similar to theirs. So they can say, well, you know, Amy's kind of fat in this picture and I still think she's sexy or whatever. I think you mm-hmm. see that a lot in any kind of any kind of fetish you want to you want to like I guess look at sexualized things that you relate to so you can more easily put yourself in that role. Yeah, and you use the word um Character, I think a better word is archetype. Right. Is you're experimenting different personalities on different bodies and different uh, different roles sexually on different bodies. Right. And uh, archetypes. Uh, sorry, we got distracted by a dog. It's a really cute dog. <laughs> it's, it's easier just acknowledge the dog than sit here and pretend like it's. <laughs> I didn't want him to be crunching on his. Oh, um, I don't think the mic would have picked that's it up. A sweet oh, okay. Um. So where are we? In terms of things we'd like to go over, uh, major misconceptions. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. I think that because we already kind of talked a little bit about that, just because um, someone has a fetish uh, surrounding 
um, sexualized images of Sonic and friends. Uh, I don't think that necessarily makes them a furry because I think there's so much of a bad, um, you know, uh, feeling, you know, kind of surrounding the title of furry. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think that's kind of its own thing. Furries? Uh, no, Sonic, like people that are that are into Sonic the Hedgehog and friends. Yeah, the public perception of furries is very negative. Right. I would say, from my own perspective, that if I found out someone was... Uh, I, I think we are using the wrong term here. I, I think, is furries broad scope for people who are into it sexually as well as non-sexually? I don't know. I do think so. Because there's yiffers. But I'm not yiffers are, I haven't done my research on yeah, this one. Yeah, yiffers are more into it sexually from my understanding. But, but if I found... If I knew someone who was into uh, people who are against it called Sonicphilia, they're into sexualizing mm-hmm. Sonic versus mm-hmm. someone who is a yiffer, someone who went to clubs and had sex in animal costume. I don't look down on either mm-hmm. and I don't place one as being worse or better than the other. And uh, if you want to talk about misconceptions, one of the things I went into with my research was going to be this idea that uh, these characters are all children. Sonic is supposed to be 16. Shadow is supposed to be 17. I think Knuckles is 21. There's a character named Cream who I see sexualized all the time. She's yeah, supposed Cream. to be six. She's supposed to be a six-year-old girl. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah but <laughs> what, is, so, what is that in Hedgehog Years? <laughs> I think she's a rabbit, Christopher. <laughs> Dead. Hedgehogs don't live very long. I had one for a long time. Well, apparently Sonic 16. <laughs> um, right. No, but I went into the He's idea like that... Uh, yeah. That liking these young characters was this like uh, this precursor to pedophilia, being interested in childhood ideas, being interested in power and being able to overtake things, which is a huge misconception because it's about exploring identity way more than it is about taking advantage of something. And they're also, that might be their stated ages, but they're also not children. Well, you can right. do whatever you want with them. Yeah. You can take these, these ideas and these very simple characters and do literally anything with Outside them. Outside of... Cream, who I don't actually remember from any of the games, none of the characters are really treated as... Well, Amy's kind of treated, like, childlike. Other than that, they're all, like... Amy's boisterous. Her yeah. personality is loud and obnoxious, fabulous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're, they're never treated like children in the games. Well, they're they're parents. They're adults, they're, or seeming like... They don't have families, they don't have jobs. They just have... A skill set and a personality. They are a family. And a villain. They're a family together. (laughs) Yeah. Together. (laughs) Like, no one knows where Sonic lives. That never comes up. It's in Sonic Adventure 1. Where does he live? Uh, It doesn't... He lives in a shack with He's got a house, yeah. I remember that. I barely remember that. What other kind of misconceptions are there? I mean, I think if you want to talk about misconceptions when it comes to uh, fetishizing cartoons in general on a broad scale, I think uh, probably not everybody who looks at Sonic the Hedgehog porn actually wants to fuck Sonic the Hedgehog. That's just fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's more of just a channel for that kind of exploration. I, I guess I, I wonder what it's like to have, you know, a dual purpose in your sexuality of seeking uh, earthly, earthly sexuality of uh, of something with other human beings versus a level of fantasy that is unattainable. I mean, I think there's a level of that in lots of different fetishes, though. I think people watch porn all the time of things that they would never actually be into in real life or expect to happen in real life. And I, I, I know this comes off as offensive. It's one of the few things that I, I have trouble being sex positive about. Mm-hmm. And that is, if you want to watch bukake porn, which is you know not going to happen in your lifetime probably, but it could... It's physically possible. If you want to watch, oh gosh, uh, give me another one that's really out there. 
I mean, incest. there are a lot of people yeah. who watch like 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 rape porn, and that that's because it is just purely a fantasy, and they want it to stay a fantasy. I think for a lot of people, that's the appeal I mean, is even, that it won't ever even happen. Even beyond that, there are people who role play stuff that they don't and would not actively want to do, right? But they'll role play it. Like consensually, yeah. But like let's uh, pretend that it's not consensual. Yes, yeah, like right. rape role play, incest role play, that kind of thing. Like it's it's not uncommon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that leads me to my next question, and that is, do you think this has a positive or negative impact on someone who'd have this? Has practices interested in there was one article i read that basically they interviewed not a not a psychologist but it was a social worker they couldn't get somebody i don't know anyway so a social worker commented on this kind of fetish and basically said as long as it doesn't become violent it's probably not a negative way to express um their sexuality with um something that's familiar so with like characters that are familiar and they're you know I don't know. They're they're that are common. Um, I think that it would be it, once it you know kind of turns into a violent sort of thing. That's that's when it would be a concern. I could see it being negative because, as we said, they are very broad stroke characters, and because of that, if you are only dealing sexually, like your only sexual outlet is broad stroke characters, you're missing out on like nuances that. It could isolate you. Yeah. But I think for 13, 14, 15-year-old kids, those characters just end up being placeholders later in life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to go ahead and say that, you know, today I spent my two hours on um, DeviantArt, and while it all seemed like a nightmare to me personally, there was something that was kind of cute about it. I, I, I rem- remember thinking, I almost wrote it down, it was like being psychic in a middle school. You're just seeing these budding sexual identities, and a lot of it is misunderstood. A lot of it's anatomically incorrect, (laughs) Um, and it's also overdone and dramatic. There's a lot of these micro-comics that are just about, like, cheating. There's a huge part of this that's not sexual. It's just, like, romantic stories. Yeah. And then... There's an even majority of this stuff that's just about creating your own character who's a ninja who goes on these giant fantasy quests. I mean, a bunch of it's not sexual, mm-hmm. but I, I think I ultimately found it positive. Um, I, I think it could isolate you further if you had trouble with nuanced personality, but that's if that, that's with any fetish. If, if you get sink, sink into the swamp where you can't escape from the fantasy and the fantasy rules your life, that can happen with anything. Um, and so Sonic's not special in you know bringing people into the into the the sex swamp. Um, I, I thought it was kind of neat that there's this this building block that completely unintentionally Sega designed something that would speak to the the molding mind and and give them an outlet to explore what they're interested in what I mean, they it's, like. It's happened yeah. a few times. Like My Little Pony has another huge, very similar. Right, it's yeah. Rule Thirty Four. Yeah. I feel like that didn't even start until like even all that long ago. This puppy makes so much. Well, fun. I think the the internet's definitely making it a lot easier for us to take those kinds of things and run. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. the internet allows us to meet people who like. At, but previously, before the internet, if you had a weird sexual fetish, you were isolated and were just like, I'm probably the only person who has this, because that's it. Like, well, it wouldn't develop further. Yeah, but it's also, like, if you're into, like, bondage or something, and you think that's weird before the internet, 
unless you are seeking out like a dominatrix, you're probably going to think that you're like one of the only people mm-hmm. who's into that. And then the internet came around, and you could look up, hey, so many people are into this. Like, and then you get mm-hmm. on the internet, and you realize there's a thousand dollar industry for smashing your face into bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and, and that was one thing I found all over FetLife. Um, FetLife had a um, uh, a group specializing in sonic uh, fans, sonic erotic fans. Um, and I was pretty impressed to see like a lot of the comments in there were like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad somebody made this group because mm-hmm. I didn't know that this was a thing that anybody else was into besides me. Over and over and over, I read that again in the FetLife group. And it was pretty impressive to see how many people actually do um, share this kind of interest. And it's, I mean, maybe the numbers aren't huge. Like we did in fetishes. I mean, that's huge. But um, I still think it's pretty significant that this is a starting place for a lot of other people to start exploring their sexualities as they get older. So that brings in a pretty good question. And we're all talking about sonic fetish stuff like it's training wheels. Mm -hmm. And we look at these 13 and 14 year olds discovering themselves. And it's kind of, it's kind of neat that they have these training wheels to prepare them for the, for the sexual world. But, but what do we say of the 34 year old of the 54 year old who's really into Sonic? Is there a point where maybe it should be distanced from, or maybe it should, it is unhealthy at an older age. It's a fetish like anything else. And if that's a thing that you're, you're into, there are products out there for you. Absolutely. Can I get into that? I think, Oh, yeah, go ahead. Are we in Products Corner? Can I? Uh, Products Corner, I love how you can buy stuff. Oh, man. You can buy anything. My shopping cart this this week is is fun. I thought you um, wouldn't find anything. It took me a long time to find some things, and I think some of these are actually improvised because they're, they can't exactly like label some of these sex toys Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, you know, yeah. masturbators or Why anything not? like that. Well, licensing. Licensing. I'm joking. There's also, um, like, they have, like, Hulk dildos that are mm-hmm. just called... Angry Green Man yeah. dildo. <laughs> exactly. Or it's exactly. called like the hunk. National yeah. National Defender. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so besides video games, cartoons, 2D and 3D art and comics, um, a lot of, you know, fan comics and explicit uh, art. Um, one of the biggest things that's that's huge in the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog uh, erotic community is Sonic plushies, which kills me because I know I had two of those whenever I was little, but I... I, I guess I didn't love them the same way that some people do now because, like, there was a lot of stories on Fet Life of one guy, like, stealing um, one of his friend's Sonic uh, plushies and ripping a hole in the bottom of it and fucking it, like... I was like, "Wow, um, okay, okay, well, well that's you know, wrong. That, that's <laughs> you shouldn't steal." Yeah, no, we're we're not we're not supporting stealing, but um, I thought that was pretty interesting. That just the plushie itself. Also, um, there was a, a one guy that has a rouge plushie that he has to wash on a regular basis because of its use. I mean, rouge is that corset she wears. She's got mm-hmm. the wings. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised I mean, that with that kind of information on the internet that people are having that problem, somebody hasn't, like, taken advantage of that see, market. which brings me to this. Oh. Um, I I always check Bad Dragon um, because I think Bad Dragon is awesome. And it has great suggestions. Um, but there's actually been several people that in their forums that have made suggestions for Sonic Universe-themed toys. Um, but in the meantime, they're suggesting uh, their bunny and fox models um, that can be customized to the appropriate colors. So, um, they do have anatomically. So, cream uh, the six-year-old. There's, yeah. no, there's only one rabbit in the Sonic the Head. Well, I I say that <laughs> there are scores and scores of cream. At least has a mom and a dad. She does. Yeah. 
Somewhere. <laughs> she didn't just pop into existence. I think some of the Sonic characters did just pop into existence. We don't see their parents. Do we know anything about how they procreate? Sha- Shadow. Oh, we know a lot about know, how they we procreate. Know maybe too much. Shadow, we know, is genetically developed, but he's a robot clone alien. He's whatever you want him to be. He's um, an outsider. But there's also something I found that was exclusive to the UK um, Sonic the Hedgehog. They're called Squeeze Toys. Um, which are only about 10 centimeters long, but apparently, and this is a quote, we think the idea is you stick it on the end of your penis so it's like you're actually having sex with tails. So it's like basically the character itself, and it's got a squeezy kind of malleable um, body, and that's that's what you can use it for. So it's like a tails pencil topper for your dick? Basically, except for a little bit bigger. I don't know. I don't okay. know how it actually works, but that's what they're called is a squeeze toy. Um, which I was like, hmm, that's, yeah, that's what they can call it. That's good. Uh, But that's what I found. That's in Dana's shopping cart. Just get a big, (laughs) just get like a big Sonic plushie and get like a a flashlight, shove it inside. Yeah, Bad Dragon flashlight from a fox. I found out there's a a really strong Sonic economy on uh, DeviantArt, and that is... I, I, I did not bother. Yeah, Sonic economy. Sonic economy, whatever. <laughs> Sonic, 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 Sonic economy Sonic. is a sound economy. It's completely different. Saganomics. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, um, I don't know why they call them points, but they exchange small financial transactions to have crossovers for characters. And mm. um, like almost a rite of passage is you invent your own character and then you find one of these really good artists and you pay them a decent amount of money mm-hmm. to create your yeah. character. I mean, and re- wow. Commissions are generally not cheap. Mm-hmm. No. But then uh, you have this other entire economy of people who write stories and um, people will pay them and say, hey, write a story around my character. I want to, a well-written story about how my character meets Sonic and then you people will trade stories. It's, not, it's, it's, it's a bartering but also financial product. Right now, we could go on and we could have us all commissioned as different characters. Mm-hmm. Um, well, only three of us would need to commission a character. Chris? <laughs> all right, fine. I personally get a lot of this shit because I made up my own character when I was 11 <laughs> years old. We've been over it on the other podcast. Why not on this one, too? <laughs> what was his name? His name was Shades the Raccoon. And he was like Jordy LaForge. He had uh, no eyes. And so he had these, Wait, like... Wait, Jordy has eyes? He's just blind. Well, <laughs> he was presented like Jordy LaForge. It was yeah, a okay. raccoon with a visor plate. I guess he was more like Cyclops. I, never mind. I'm nice. not going to argue with your 11-year-old logic. There was never anything sexual. But uh, I, a lot of what I found, is, especially the non-sexual stuff, the sexual stuff, they know that Sega is never going to put it in a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they they are making their stuff, and they know damn well Sega has no interest in gaming inflating. The Sonic Dream Factory or whatever the that game, I believe it starts off like you create your own. Yeah, the mm-hmm. first it's it's a series of four mini games, and the first is quote unquote customizing a, a hedgehog, but really it's just randomly making its body parts larger and smaller. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, two points. Okay. Uh, there was going to be a Sonic MMORPG because Sega realized people love making characters so much, but there was a lot of worry that it would be abused by adults trying to take advantage of children because, oh. uh, again, Sega was kind of on the they could smell on the wind what we've been talking about. 
and there'd be a lot of 11 and 12 year olds trying to explore their sexuality online in the body of these characters and it could lead down a bad road. I mean, but now they've ar- decided to fully embrace that. But they did not release it in MMORPG, which for the, you know what, if you're unenlightened on that, Google it. I don't have fucking time to explain it to you. <laughs> so um, uh, what was Shades? We're not talking about Shades right now, but a, a big part of... Um, of, of the Sonic fandom is is ironically these games are probably made by like some fucking Yale student who doesn't want to be writing a Sonic the Hedgehog game. That's the last thing you'd ever want to write. But DeviantArt is full of so many people who are fucking ready to take the reins. They want to write a Sonic. And so you have all this animosity towards the, the content that actually comes out because these people feel like they know the characters better and they have better stories to tell. Which was me when I was 11, Chris. It was me. I had Shades the Raccoon and he was in Sonic Magma. It was called Sonic Magma. <laughs> and it Shades. About, it was about Shades was a raccoon with a robot arm and a visor. He was black, with which, like all the edgy kids, you'd have a black. Oh, I'm, 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 you know, I have no statistics to back it up, but I'm guessing most I mean, Sonic characters. Not African American. He had a fleshy pink belly, which I guess would mean that he's Caucasian? I don't really know. That's a whole other subject. I guess they're all Caucasian because we only see white oh, dicks. <laughs> I've seen Knuckles represented as an African American a few times, but I've only ever seen Sonic represented as like Caucasian when he's anthropomorphized further. Anyways, Shades the Raccoon had a robot arm. He could uh, control electricity like uh, Static Shock from that old cartoon. And uh, if it was raining, he could send out these bolts that went everywhere, which would be his like special move is that it would rain in the game. And if it was raining, you could util- utilize your special move that would do that. I wrote the entire screenplay for the game in Comic Sans and color-coded each character because color is a huge part. Color-coding is a huge part of Sonic the Hedgehog is that each character has a color. It represents them. It embodies them. And Shades was... Oh, wait. Shades was dark blue. Shades was like a like the color of your monster energy. He's navy. Oh, well, it was like it was like a really like it was like a cobalt more like a powder blue. Oh, actually, yeah, that makes sense for like a lightning character. And Sonic was a royal blue. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's so cool. You're so creative. So is that what spurned the the topic for today? Oh, I didn't have anything sexual towards Shades. No, no, no I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like your interest in in Sonic, and that's your thing that kind of you know, led you to find this. It, it I didn't has know this existed until you mentioned it. Play, you know, played really close uh-huh. to home uh-huh. because. It feels, and I will say, as much as there's nothing wrong with it, there is something that would be mildly embarrassing about it if Mm -hmm. it had been in my past. And so whenever I see someone is creating their own Sonic character, it brings me back. Because, you know, there's me and, like, four other kids. I had Shades the Raccoon, and there was a girl named Talia who had uh, Sanai, the cat. And then uh, I had a friend named Will, and his character was just a green Sonic the Hedgehog. Can't remember his name. Anyways. uh, Hey, dog. Yeah. But anyways, uh, I use that as a way to explore storytelling. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a part of me that will always want to be an author, which I never fucking will be. But there was a part of me that always wanted to be, and the broad stroke Sonic characters were a really great starting point to making some of my first ever real writing, my mm-hmm. first ever screenplay, my first ever finished product of what I wanted to make. Sonic the Hedgehog was my access point and my building blocks for being a storyteller. Mm-hmm. Sonic the Hedgehog was not my building blocks for my sexuality. Mm -hmm. And so when I see people who did use it as their uh, building blocks for their sexuality, it's like looking into a weird mirror world Mm -hmm. because if the timing had been different, that could have been me. Yeah. Which would have been odd, which would have been a weird thing. But it wouldn't have seemed odd to you. It wouldn't have seemed odd to me. 
But also oddly normal because you wouldn't be the only one. No, I would not be alone. <laughs> Very I cool. Would not be alone at In all. In a different world, we're doing this podcast without you, and we're looking at Shades the Raccoon. <laughs> I've got the pictures of Shades. <laughs> Somewhere. The Kink Multiverse? Yeah. The Kink Cast Multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> You're a special guest in that episode. Uh, so I don't have much left. I think we're actually coming in for a close. We're coming in for a landing here. That way we've talked about it. Um, I wanted to talk about Chris Chan, but I don't want to. It seems mean-spirited. Usually we have a segment called Creeps. Uh, we have Creep this week is uh, the people who trolled Chris Chan. He seemed like a deeply disturbed, mentally handicapped man. Who drew some really terrible pictures of um, Sonic? Oh, yeah. He drew some really terrible pictures of what's called Sonic Chew. Sonic Chew is a big part of internet lore because mm-hmm. this guy was a rube. He got taken advantage of by a 13 year old boy who claimed to be his girlfriend and would talk to him on the phone and would actually like have phone sex with this adult man. And then um, he recorded everything and he sent it to the police. It, it, some really fucked up stuff happened to Chris Chan. It's it's a reminder on how uh, if you have trouble with social cues, you uh, should be weary. People will take advantage of you. But that's all I have to say on that. If you're really interested in Chris Chan and you want to read up on a human being who uh, has some issues and has said some very terrible things themselves, getting taken advantage of by 4chan. You know, yeah, he he's not... Completely in, uh, innocent. He was. He said some. He said he invented his own N word. I'll leave it at that. And you can find it on your own. Yeah, he's uh, obviously the internet took advantage of someone who I believe is mentally challenged. And uh, I just refuse when it comes to like witch hunting someone for being a racist. I refuse to pick on someone who's mentally handicapped. Yeah, I'm like, not gonna pick he, on him. He. They uh, basically like. You know, we're just making fun of him, taking advantage of him. He didn't understand what was going on and reacted. Yes, thank you. That was very boring, Chris. Everyone just fell asleep. Um, <laughs> You're the one who wanted to talk about Chris Chan and then said nothing I'm still about not him. I'm not sure exactly what happened. Yeah, I'm a little lost on this. A mentally handicapped guy made his own character named Sonic Chu. Okay. And Sonic Chu was a breed of half Sonic, half Pikachu. And he went on some adventures, and it's, like, expansive. He is this giant universe that this guy yeah, invented. a lot. And wow. 4chan got a hold of it and started mocking him relentlessly. And so he started with, I think, called a sock puppet campaign, <laughs> which is where he started inventing his own followers who would defend him. And then trolls took advantage of that further. Uh, and then there's also the whole thing with 4chan is that half of them support so that the other half have more firepower. Yes. It's, it's called a saga. I mean, there are pages and pages of what happened with Chris. Because this is just months, the beginning. Months. Years. This went on from like 2005 to 2007. Oh my it, god. He was assaulted in public, I think, at one point. He's been banned from a few restaurants. I mean, it's it's a mentally handicapped guy who got taken advantage of by, by like 13-year-olds and... Bunch of trolls. But you yeah. say he's not entirely innocent. I don't understand what he did. Um, He said some questionable things about race. Okay. And uh, when oh. people were attacking him on 4chan, he said some very anti-Semitic things. Which is shitty. I think yeah. I remember reading something. I, I, you know what? I'm not going to say what I think because I did not do research thoroughly enough. It would be unethical to go deeper sure. into that sure. route. Right. Well, I think we've talked. Well, we've covered enough to where people, if they want to research it further, they can do yes. it on their own time with their with their own selves. But um, in terms of Sonic, I think I think I would like to go yeah. just around. You know, now that we've wrapped up, 
and just say some fun things you saw this week. What about the uh, FDI? FDI? That's the very last thing we do okay. before we, we sign off. Uh, but what are some things you saw this week that haven't come up yet? Um, I... I had actually a fun time looking at all the other characters because I played like on the Genesis and then also um, the Sonic games on the Sega Game Gear um, back in the day. Uh, and so I like I guess I'm not familiar with a lot of the cartoon characters, but I was concerned about Eggman. I'm really glad I didn't see him in a lot of these uh, uh, drawings and, and um, depictions of, of sexualized characters because like. I feel he's, like, a, he's a bald, middle-aged man. <laughs> yeah, I, I was kind of, overweight. Who's overweight? He's shaped yeah. like an egg. Yeah, I was kind of really glad to like not see a whole hell of a lot of him. So, um, what about you, Chris? Uh, is this only in reference to looking up Sonic stuff? Do you want to talk about how you saw Baby Driver or something? Uh, no, I saw Spider-Man. Oh, was it good? <laughs> Why don't yeah. you save that for the other one? It's pretty good. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it or it not. It's a little long. It's like 20 minutes too long. Um, I found someone who was really into wedgies. Which was kind of my, my cornerstone for my argument that this is like very childlike. Uh, and there's an entire subsection, there's an entire collection of wedgies from different universes. I got Steven Universe getting a wedgie, regular show wedgie, a bunch of wedgies. It's a very, oh, there's, there's Rouge. Of course there's Rouge with her flesh toned butt looking right at that. Uh, weird. Uh, I mean, good. Tom, Positive. Just looking at porn right now. I'm just looking at porn of like animated hedgehogs. Sarah, did you see anything notable? Well, it's not necessarily something I saw, but the thing that I learned that I had no idea that I found really fascinating is the fact that Sega has actually now licensed all of the Sonic Central... You mentioned this at the beginning. ...porn, because they've decided, uh, number one, that they would rather, if it's being produced, it not be in like a slanderous way. I guess they feel like they can control it more. And also, they just said it's an opportunity for a market that they should seize. See, because well, I, I believe... Uh... Nintendo actually has the rights to a Mario porn. Like, there was a Mario parody porn that Nintendo bought the rights to to make sure that... It was handled with love. No, that no one saw it. Oh. It was just to be like, no, we're not going to let this kind of thing happen with our I actually read a quote from Sega that I thought was interesting that said, through our research, adult fans of Sonic the Hedgehog clamor for adult entertainment, and I believe we're missing a huge opportunity by not satisfying these fans. So it's not just that they want to wipe it out, it's that they actually want to kind of explore that market and see, I guess, what they can do They're also probably trying to get a lock on it because the movie is supposed to be coming out. Oh, the movie, that's true. And the movie probably will have a lot of these sexual elements in it. They'll probably be like the fan service where, like, in this PG American made film we have the Amy Rose inflation scene that <laughs> everyone has been begging for oh my goodness That'd oh Big's the cat just fishing did yeah. my anal joke never make it in I made that joke like eight times this week uh-huh. I never got in uh, Dana talked about how Sonic was surprisingly a bottom and I mentioned that Sonic couldn't be a top because he's so fast he'd pull your colon right out <laughs> I was like, that was my joke for the week. I was ready for it. Quote well, you from, got it in uh, just in time. One of the uh, creators of Sonic is that uh, he's supposed to embody curiosity and adventure, and because of that, he his top speed is infinite speed. So, infinite butt fucking. Yeah. Oh Good. Jesus, that's interesting. Uh, if you are curious about trying that out, uh, that's a real thing. Your colon can get pulled out. If you're, yeah, you if gotta, you're curious, got to work yeah. your way up. Yeah, if you uh, if you are experiencing sexuality and Kinkcast is helping you like embrace a new lifestyle or things you've been curious about, um, if 
you fuck the wrong way, like, too fast with, like, too little lube, your colon can get pulled out. There's a reason they have, like, training kits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. You should use some Sharpies and, like, very communicate with your mm, partner. Maybe you don't put Sharpies in your asshole? up your butt. I thought Sharpieing was a healthy, normal thing. <laughs> Is that not a normal thing? I don't know. Uh, also, make quit sure looking you, at me like that. Make sure that you play with safe partners. Um, FetLife has a has a group of people that are looking for role playing um, people that you know are involved with the Sonic community. So um, there are ads out there like Fiona Fiona Fox looking for sexy tales, or Rouge is searching for Sonic um, for for sexy playtime. The dog does not like that. <laughs> you gotta be you gotta be kink positive, sex positive. Yeah, he's not squirrel positive is what it is oh. so um but yeah so there there are people out there that are into the same thing as you so make sure that you find someone to be consensually involved with. why is there not a squirrel character in sonic i think there is i think her name is sally i think she's from the cartoons mm. sally squirrel i feel like that's something else <sighs> I, you know what i i'm this is actually worth googling mm-hmm. i i think there is a sally the squirrel um let's go into our last segment and that is the fetish danger index that is where a fetish is scored between one being harmless and five dangerous. Five, of course, is reserved for like actual vor. It's just a squirrel, dude. No, he's he's giving his rating. Oh, he says this is a five. It's a five. Yeah. Well, really? If you're, you think- if you're literally fucking with Sonic, yes. If you mean, I guess if you're really fucking a hedgehog, it's probably a four. <laughs> At least. For the hedgehog, sorry. For the hedgehog, it's <laughs> probably oh, five. Right. If you go too fast, you probably can't get some stickers in oh, it, too. Also, for the record, there is actually a like an insertion, insertable toy um, that's called a hedgehog that has all these little finger things on it. I was pretty impressed by that, too. Sally, Princess Sally Acorn. <laughs> and she's owned by Dick Entertainment. They already knew. They already knew. <laughs> Dick Entertainment already knew. Yeah, there's some pictures of her. So uh, she's from the cartoon, the anime or something? Yeah. There's been like five No, I recognize her from the children's show. A lot of, all of the pictures are sexy. They all all the pictures are sexy, except for that one, which is of a fish. Um, you might recognize this picture yeah, of her. Yeah, I don't even have her in clothes in most she's, she's from the cartoon. Well, she actually... Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I recognize her definitely, yeah. She might actually be one of the first ones to really, like, get some kids interested in sex, because Amy wears a dress. Right. And Sally the Squirrel shows up. She only wears a vest. She's just wearing a vest and some boots. And she has a... Uh, her flesh tone starts at her breasts and goes to her... Uh, between her legs' nether regions. So... She's a very sexual... Yeah, Sally the Squirrel. Hmm. She should have been brought up earlier. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, we saw an image that was... Um, oh, that's a completely different... Yeah, that's color. a different We're, squirrel. Yeah. Go with your Google images for all these, like, borderline erotica pictures now of the squirrel. Now you're finding Sally the Squirrel from Spongebob? Uh, it looks like Sandy. Sandy, Sandy yeah. whatever. But, like, drawn in MS Paint? Yeah, well, <laughs> MS Paint is the Sonic fetishist's best friend, I have learned. <laughs> It's a good uh, starting place. Like, like the cave paintings of man. <laughs> <laughs> so Ooh. are we are we rating this a one? I think this is unanimously a one. I think yeah. so. Uh, I, would say I can't two. think of any. You'd say a two. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I border on putting it a two because I think that, I think if you get older in life, you're 34, you're 35, you're still really into Sonic. <sighs> But if you're secure in that... If you're secure in that and it doesn't rule your life, I mean, any fetish... A foot fetish can ruin your life if you let it. Sex, inherently, you're looking for a partner. 
No, not necessarily. No, not in the Disagree. realm of fantasy. I don't think. I, you know, I think I'm gonna give it a one. I'm gonna give it a one. I, I think that it could be abused by people to use worse, worse fetishes like, um, like taking advantage of a child. But that's that's a different thing. Yeah, that's a fully different. I, I, I yeah. think that honestly, it's just it's a, it is a social touchstone used by people to try to who have trouble connecting with people mm-hmm. to identify emotions and if they help them sexually in their fantasy world I don't think it hurts the world whether that's someone who's just learning about their sexuality someone who has explored their sexuality and this is just a safe place they come back to I don't really see how it could have negative repercussions for the person yeah as long as Sonic or or the characters of Sonic's world are the main focus I don't think there's a problem if it if it like you said like if it's being used to to um, uh, you know acquire children or something Thing like that, and that's different. That's that makes the focus on children. But um, I, I think this is strictly, you know, people that enjoy the erotic art of, of Sonic and Friends, and I think that that is definitely a one. But I don't mean to shit on you. Uh, let's defend the two. Unless we convinced you, did we no, convince you? Convince me. <laughs> uh, I mean, because I, I will say this: I, I am sex positive. Everything I said, it's fucking weird. Some of the content is really fucking weird. It feels like it's out of a nightmare. I do not mean to shame anybody. I do not mean to make anybody feel worse about themselves. It's some strange stuff. It is It is definitely a niche. And uh, we even saw an instance of a kid who already felt shame for Sonic, believing that he was going down the rabbit hole of being a furry. Yeah, but that was because of the furry part, not so much for the Sonic part. Right, and then to tell him that that fetish is a two on the danger scale because it makes him nervous probably only makes that feeling of stigma Because that's his own shame, the shame he's introduced to it. Well, then we should just throw out the whole scale altogether because anything above a one makes people feel shame. I would see the. Uh, we were talking about this on the way over here. Is, is does the fetish danger index matter? Or should it be black and white of this is safe versus something that is not safe? And it is hard to imagine a two, three, and a four. It kind of feels like it's a one or five situation. You yeah, have, it's a thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah, yeah, I have it's, to agree. So I guess should the fetish danger index? Should we scrap the fetish danger index? No, I like it. I think it's really good. I think there will probably be other fetishes that uh, apply at other places. Because like I was going to give a bestiality a four instead of a five. Well, and well, but there's a lot of them that do could that could really do, easily could, be. Can, I'm sorry, via via two, a three, or a four. Things like bondage. There are different levels of that kind of thing. Yeah. So I think that it should stay as is. Um, it also depends on who you're talking about. Danger for danger for the person with the fetish versus danger for you know whoever's on the other end of it, which is where like pedophilia and yeah. necrophilia come in. Next week is asphyxiation. I, that's going to be yes. a five. That's uh, definitely going to be a five. Tune in for asphyxiation. Um, but see, I could argue that even being maybe less than a five if it's like auto asphyxiation, because then I, you're only subjecting yourself to it. So I do think it's pretty. Uh, subjective yeah, in a but lot you of cases, also but make the case that more people die through autoerotic asphyxiation than through asphyxiating someone else. Right, but so it's also their own choice to asphyxiate. But this is a discussion case. for next week. For next week. For next week, excellent. Um, uh, so we've not released. We're going to release all five episodes. Yeah, we're wrapping up. We're doing. No, 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 no. Do we need to? Yeah, we're wrapping up. I off. thought you were telling me to shut up. No, no, no. Uh, no I was going to talk no. to the fans for a minute because you know, like. They listen to us, but like you know, it's time we listen to them for a minute. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna release all five episodes at once. The first five. The first five at once. Hopefully, it's not just. And five uh, we really, in these first five, want to hear from the community. Um, I I think that uh, this should be a podcast that's very involved with its its base. And uh, if you're listening when it's just released, 
please contact us. We want to do episodes about your stuff. We want to interview people. We are sex positive. Uh, we always sign off with love yourself. So audience, love yourself. Please send us something. Send us your Sonic the Hedgehog stories. Maybe we'll read them on, on here. And uh, yes, yeah, send us on Twitter at uh, Kinkcast Podcast. Yeah, or on Gmail at I don't know the Gmail. Don't look oh. at me like I know the Gmail. Or then send us an email to be edited in here at yeah. a later date. There you go. <laughs> uh, remember to love yourself. There's nothing as long as you're not hurting anybody or taking away someone else's consent or trying to force your sexuality on someone. Sex is a big old magical forest with weird things to discover, and it's okay to think about weird stuff. I've been Tommy. I talk the, a lot. I talk the most. This is Shades the Raccoon signing off. I've been Sarah. I am not very knowledgeable on this topic, but I've seen a lot of things, and I will never be able to think about Sonic the Hedgehog in any other way. I'll never look at a toilet the same way ever again. That's burned into my memory now. I am Chris, and uh, after this, I won't be able to look at uh, chili dogs the same way again. There was a oh, there was an image of a chili dog being a dick. And Sonic, Sonic was, was uh, sucking on that chili, chili dog, dog dick. Oh, he yeah. loved it. That's crazy. Well, I'm Dana, uh, and uh, have fun out there, uh, Sonicroticist. Gotta go fast. Is... <laughs> there was someone whose slogan was, gotta go big. They had a green hedgehog, and his slogan was, gotta go big. Like, <laughs> <laughs> at least be creative. At least fucking be creative. Did he... <laughs> Did he... Did his power change size? <laughs> no, we can cut that.